Hello, and welcome to Engage with Eagle Forum. I'm your host, Tabitha Walter, the political director of Eagle Forum. This season of Engage, we are continuing to show you how to get involved with Eagle Forum, doing vital work that will impact generations to come. We have many fabulous state leaders who have been in the fight for many years. They have literally seen it all, (laughs) yet they still have the passion and drive to continue this work. I love to be around these ladies in hopes that some of their fire will rub off on me. So on that note, I have with me Tennessee Eagle Forum President Bobby Petray. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. (laughs) It, It definitely is. You know, there are a lot of things that I love about you, Bobby. You're classy. You can make friends with anybody. I mean, it's, it's that good Southern charm that you have. You, you just buddy up with, with anybody who, who comes across your path and you hold a whole wealth of wisdom, but perhaps one of your most outstanding qualities is this crazy amount of energy that you embody. I mean, I hear people call you the energizer bunny all the time. So can you tell us what your secret is? Well, let's see. I don't, it's really funny that you bring that up because sometimes when I'm down at the Capitol and uh, of course I'm very short and a lot of the guys that I walk by, I'll be hurrying by and they'll go, there goes Bobby. She's on a mission, (laughs) but um, I don't know. It's like, I'm always, there's always something to do. There's always some place I want to be. There's always something I want to accomplish. And the Lord's blessed me pretty much with good health, except for a bad back. But I, you know, I guess when I still walk eight or 9,000 steps a, a day, that's, I'm doing well with it, but yeah. I don't know. It's just, the, I, I like getting things done and I like w- wasting time is one of the unforgivable sins in my never to be humble opinion. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of a habit. I had a, I was at a meeting not too terribly long ago and I'd left my back cushion in the car and I went to get it and the, the walk by the guy, by a guy and he grabbed me and he says, I have never seen anybody walk as purposeful as you walk. (laughs) So I think it's just a part of my makeup. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it helps that you just really love what you do Um, and you feel very purposed in it. So that's where the confidence comes from. So yeah, you're on a mission every time you're in that capital and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that mission during this podcast episode, but first let me, uh, Let's hear how you became involved in Eagle Forum from the beginning. That is a quite interesting story. The wife of the principal of the Christian school that my daughter attended in in Huntsville, Alabama, Westminster Christian School, uh, thrust water papers in my hand one day and said, here, take these and read them. And I saluted smartly and took them home and read them. And it was about the proposed Equal Rights Amendment to the Constitution. Now, you have to understand the background. I came from a totally apolitical family. I have no clue whether mother and daddy voted. I have no clue whether they were ever registered to vote. Politics was not a topic of conversation. I don't, I think I remember my daddy saying one thing that I think you could say was had to do with politics in, in my whole life at home. I mean, I'm very serious about that. And so um, that was a world that I didn't even know existed. So I didn't have a background to be reading what I was reading and saying, oh yeah, you know, and I read all that and I thought, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard of, that that isn't about equal rights for women, but it's about constituting a unisex society, mm-hmm. which is very different from equal rights for women. 
And so, uh, you know, I'm looking around, I'm thinking, well, surely, surely, surely there's somebody out there that's going to, you know, take the bull by the horns here and stop this. And actually, I don't quite remember how I got hooked up with some of the ladies in Alabama, but I did. And the next thing I know, I was up at, lived in Huntsville, in the capitals in Montgomery. I was up at O-Dark 30 getting on a bus in Huntsville to ride all the way down to Montgomery. And I don't remember what we did down there. I just remember getting back on the bus and riding all the way back to, to Huntsville. And, and it wasn't long after that till I started a chapter of Eagle Forum, Huntsville Eagle Forum, and was president of it. And I still laugh about that today because it's, it's hysterical. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and, and, um, was president of that chapter of Eagle Forum. Let's see, that was probably mid seventies until we left there in 79. And then when I went to Kentucky, I started a a Lexington chapter of Eagle Forum and was president of that until we left there in 86. And when we moved uh, to Nashville in August of 86, Phyllis asked me to be president of of the state of Tennessee Eagle Forum. And so I didn't have any better sense than to say, okay. And, you know, I showed up down at the Capitol and um, I could spell lobbyist, but I'm not sure I knew what one was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, it, and it's just like, I don't know, it's, it's a passion. It, it mm-hmm. started out as a hobby, I guess, and it became an over passion. And a number of years ago, I was down at the Capitol, down at the plaza, which is where the legislator's office used to be. And I was, it, they weren't there. It was during the summer. And I was going down there for a meeting and I was walking down the hall. And it's one of those times when you hear yourself say something, but you didn't really think it. Mm-hmm. And I heard myself say out loud, I love this place. <laughs> and I'm going, what? <laughs> and the truth is, I do. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I I totally feel you when you said you started the Eagle Farm chapter and you had no idea what you were doing. I felt like that when I was starting at Eagle Forum. You know, I I applied for the job and I talked a big talk during my interview, <laughs> but then like actually doing the job, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna find me out. I don't know what I'm doing. But yes. <laughs> but but that's the great thing about um, the state leaders and the leadership at Eagle Forum is all of you ladies really bring us alongside of you. And so it, there's a lot of mentoring that goes on in Eagle Farm. And, mm-hmm. and I can look at each of the ladies in Eagle Farm and be like, you know, I want to be like that. I want that wisdom. I want that energy. I want that classiness, that happiness that comes along with, with each of you. And so that's really what we want to showcase with these episodes is how wonderful you guys are, but also how we should really uh, mentor future generations and bring people alongside of us to teach them what we know as well. I will say that you, you, your generation has so much more to work with than we started out. When, when I moved to, we got established as Tennessee Eagle Forum here in, in Tennessee, we did alerts by, um, on the phone. You know, you had a captain and, and she made 10 calls and then that person made 10 calls and that. Have you ever played gossip mm-hmm. where what you start around over here and what it okay. <laughs> right? I had, a, I had a lady call me one day and she says, Bobby, I thought we were for this bill. And I said, we are. And she said, 
well, I just got a call that we're against it. And I'm going, oh, no. Oh, good <laughs> grief. And um, and it was really interesting. I think we all, Phyllis included, all uh, died and went to heaven when the fax machine was invented. That means we could <laughs> contact everybody with the exact same proper, appropriate, correct message you know, to get the word out, to uh, do some sort of action, call legislators or whatever it was. But yeah, that was that was a real step forward to to mm-hmm. uh, make and making our work a lot easier. <laughs> right, right. So you mentioned that when you found out about Eagle Forum, your daughter was in school during that time. How did you maintain the the work family life balance? Well, I, I do have to say that. While she was still home, I don't think the work was as intense. I wasn't, number one, I wasn't a lobbyist. That makes all the difference in the world. So she was gone. I think she was even out of college. Well, she graduated from college when not long after we moved here. So she was never really home. There's just my husband. She's the only child, so it was just my husband and I. So I never really had to make those kinds of choices because um lobbying is very time consuming you have to for me i had to learn a lot about things i didn't know anything about um and learn about issues that i didn't you know know much about at the time if you're going to participate in in talking with legislators about things you oppose or things you support and that sort of thing and make a good case you know for your position and your argument so um and I have a very supportive husband, uh, so I'm not sure I had a good balance, actually. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, it worked out in that I didn't have to worry about little children being at home and making that kind yeah. of, of and, and as we should. I tell, I was just talking to a, a mother yesterday that has, has a little boy, and she's expecting another one, and she was talking about what a little rascal he was. And I said, well, I always tell young mothers this the days are long, the years are short, mm-hmm. and you will never regret the time that you give that child. Actually, you are creating a human being that will live in this world, and you have just a few years to do that, and And I just think that's, that at that point, it's, that's the thing that you, that's important, is that mm-hmm. you, you remember what's at the top of the list there. Right. That's so important, especially being part of a pro-family organization. We want people to choose their families first. Yes. And we want our kids to feel healthy and whole as they grow and develop. And we are the biggest influence in their life. And so what we say and what we do and how much time we spend really matters with them. And and so we call ourselves a pro-family organization. Right. We jolly well want to be pro-family. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now, you know, you've told your story about being in Alabama, but you're in Tennessee now and you are pretty well known in the halls of the Tennessee State House. <laughs> what are some of the tips you can give our listeners who who are wanting to get their feet wet in the political realm? Well, first of all, is to meet your legislators. I did a, a workshop on lobbying not too many months ago and I don't know we had 30 maybe 30 to 50 people there and I asked how many of you have met your own senator and house member and I don't think there was but one or two hands that went up 
I said, uh, first step, (laughs) (laughs) make an appointment with your senator and your house member and go meet them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Uh, And I'll tell you why. Whether we, whether they're the right party for us or not, they ran for office and they were elected in their district by the majority of the votes. They're also created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And for those two reasons alone, they deserve our respect. I didn't say you had to love them to death, but they de- they have earned our respect through both of those ways. And, and people are people. In Tennessee, our legislature is normally in session, unless we had three special sessions like we did this year, uh, normally in session from January to April or May. Unless, and now we've got a few people who are retired from their profession. But most of these are people who are still working. They have, they earn a living. Some of them have young children and, and they've got all these things and, you know, they have births in the family. They have deaths in the family. They have all the things that every other person has to live with in the world that we live in today. And so I think that's, that's one of the reasons that's what we have to think about. Um, And I think getting to know them is important. Getting to know the legislative process is important too. And that is something that's you, that's, that's a, if you're really serious about what you're doing, that's a learning curve Mm -hmm. because from number one, every state's different. Number two, um, you can get your legs cut out from under you if you don't know how that process works. And back when the, the Democrats were in charge of the general assembly, uh, in Nashville. I used to say every year that I always learned something new and usually it was a way to kill one of Bobby's bills, a new way to kill one of Bobby's bills. Uh, but, you know, just taking the time to do that kind of thing. And then, and then you, you can earn the respect of the legislators uh, by the way you treat them. My two prong philosophy is I would, I would never speak to or treat a legislator that, that my goal is to make a friend and not make an enemy. And if I can't make an enemy, I still won't mistreat that person. I will never speak to or treat anybody anyway, that if I wanted to, I couldn't go back and talk to them about Jesus. And, no. and you, and you know, it's a process it's a learning process, but it's fun and it's intriguing and it's challenging mm-hmm. and you have to learn a lot. So you have to, you know, uh, it, there's always something new to learn. And I just I love doing it. We have an internship program in in Tennessee with our student eagles. And I have somebody that spends every Tuesday with me for the entire session and somebody else that spends every Wednesday with me for the entire session. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I tell them, I said, you you will be with me if I go see the governor, you'll be with me, do that. You'll be with me in every meeting when in office or, you know, in the galleries, in the houses. And and uh, I said, you will learn how government works or not. And, uh, you know, and I've had so many of those kids that have gone through that who have one of one of my favorite interns is an assistant DA in Oklahoma right now. I've got others who are who are attorneys. I've got others who are other things. But one who was kind of he was kind of a brainy guy when he was my intern. And at the end of the year, I asked him, I, I usually do. Well, what did you learn? He said that I never want to be a legislator. <laughs> and I said, well, good. Now, you know, and and he's and I said, so what do you want to do? He says, I want to be on the policy end of it. He says, I want to be the one that does the research and, 
and writes the policy papers. So good. That was a learning experience for him. Yeah. So I think the opportunity to influence young people is also something that I really love. I love being around young people. It's I've been invited, I think, five years now to be a speaker at the College Republicans annual convention. Nice. And and that's I, I just love that. Have mm-hmm. fun doing it. And a story I told about two years ago, and we won't get into it, that was had a funny line in it. And that summer, I ran into one of the guys that was there, and he said, "Miss Petray, I haven't forgot about that." He quoted the line to me, and I just laughed. I said, "Well, good." <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Now, I know you have a list of a ton of issues that you're probably passionate about, or that you've you've lobbied the halls of of the state legislature on. But what is that one issue at the very top of your list that keeps you motivated to keep doing your work? Oh, I think for me, like so many of us, it's a life issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, killing babies is wrong, mm-hmm. period. And I don't think there's any way to dress that up. And uh, right. years ago, I think it was in 1992, we had a bill to do away. We were very, we were very uh, brave and we were courageous and we had a bill to do away with abortion. Mm. and um, it was in a subcommittee, and I remember coming out of uh, the subcommittee, and a reporter from the Memphis paper um, stopped me, and he says, "Miss Petray, he says, do you think that the two sides of this issue would will ever be able to come to a compromise, and I said, well, let's see. You have a live baby. You have a dead baby. How is it you compromise on that? Right, yeah. And he looked at me a minute and there were tears in his eyes. And he said, thank you. And he walked away. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what we're talking about. Right. You, you can't half abort a baby. And, right. and, you know, when you, I just saw something, I think in the last day or two about the number, the, the current number of babies that have been aborted. And you just, you shake your head and you think, you know, God's going to judge this nation. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a part of the judgment among some other things we've done and allowed to happen. But um, those little sweet ones mm-hmm. are as important as everybody else. Yeah. A lot of the state legislatures have really taken a stance on mm-hmm. on the life issue. And we've seen that bubble up over the last few years. And yes. now it's coming to the Supreme Court this year. And right. You know, I think I, I'm hoping that we see a lot of good change over the year, the next year, um, and even soften hearts towards that issue um, because it's it can be really nasty. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we just want people to appreci- appreciate human life, and no matter if they grow up to be Republicans or Democrats or <laughs> or your representative that you don't really care for, we still want them to have a chance at, at life. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, that's definitely a motivating issue for me as well. And I think I, uh, that issue is a lot of the reason why people get involved in politics. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to learn about that and, and to be equipped. Eagle Farm has a lot of resources on that. That's alone. Right. And I'm sure you do too, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, some other issues that, and, and it's like, they change with, with the times, I mean, we've done, uh, we did a couple of years on pornography, trying to 
do that and uh, limit that or uh, try to clean up that mess. And we've done a lot of educational issues, including sex ed, but just other educational issues. We've done um, more recently done things with refugee resettlement and some of the things happened here. Mm-hmm. Illegal immigration has been a huge issue in our state for the past couple of three years. Uh, sex trafficking is a big issue. In fact, that was what I had a meeting at the Capitol today about. In fact, Tennessee has some of the best sex trafficking laws in the nation because of Representative Jim Coley, who uh, unfortunately died this summer. Mm-hmm. He chose not to run for re-election because he was having some health problems. So he's um, he's not with us anymore, but he, he helped write some of the best sex trafficking laws in the nation. There's still some things we want to do and work with some other people on, and we're going to be doing that in this session. Uh, of course, the Article 5 conventions <laughs> on the Constitution are, have been a big issue for Eagle Forum for, I don't know how long that's been going on, a lot of, a lot of, lot of years, but mm-hmm. that, that's bubbled up here. I think it was in 2010 that we rescinded all of the calls that had been made back in the 70s here in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then at four years later, um, there was a bill passed to again, call for it. There's been like an up, you know, rise in in that issue. But uh, two years ago here, we were able to defeat another call for, uh, you know, a constitutional convention. So it's a mixed bag right now. And right now we're fighting one that that passed the House and will be up in the Senate this coming year, Mm -hmm. a call for term limits, you know, and I keep telling them, uh, great, you're going to create classes of lame ducks and freshmen <laughs> right and uh, among other things that's wrong with that right. but there the issue the issues that that's the thing that I'm kind of fascinated with is how the issues change over timing clearly what we're doing is based on what's going on in society and in our culture mm-hmm. right exactly and Phyllis Schlafly our founder really had her thumb on those kind of issues and she spoke mm-hmm. so well on on those issues she um, she made it so clear and succinct. And, you know, if you just listen to what she said or read her writings, it's like, oh yeah, that does make a lot of sense. So you got to work with her uh, one-on-one a lot of times. Do you mm-hmm. have any really fun stories about you two working together? Well, let, let me just say this about Phyllis. The, the first time I went to Eagle Council I think it was in 1980 was the first Eagle Council I ever went to. And until my husband's health got bad, I hadn't hadn't missed one all those years. And uh, uh, it was the the highlight of the year for me to just not only to be with her, but to be with all of our leaders from across the country. I mean, it was just so much fun to see everybody and find out what everybody else was doing in their state. Because if it hadn't gotten to your state, it was coming to your state, you know, that kind of thing. And so uh, I think a lot of people, Back in the 80s, I think, if you can say this, she grew out of it some over time. But one-on-one, she was pretty shy. Mm-hmm. She, she, she was not this gregarious, you know, person. She was wonderful on stage. She was wonderful on television. She, you know, could debate you right into the ground. Mm-hmm. And, and while I'm thinking along that term, let me say this. She was one of the most brilliant people I have ever known in multiple places. But... I think one of her biggest characteristics was, or most important, was she was a visionary. You don't see many visionaries today. 
Mm-hmm. There are a lot of hard workers out there. There are a lot of smart people out there. Uh, but it was like she was always a step ahead of what was going to happen. It was almost like she could see it coming and decide how best to meet it head on or what needed to be put in place to plan for whatever that was that was coming our way. And um, so she that I, I missed her. And, and over the years, I, I got some of the sweetest notes from her. And uh, one year when she was coming to one of our conferences, I picked her up at the airport and took her out to dinner the Friday night before the con- the conference started on Saturday morning. And uh, at the end of the meal, she ordered some coffee and the waiter brought one of those little plastic cuppy things, you know, with, put she put it down and she looked and she said what she asked the waiter was he didn't understand she's he said uh, ma'am I didn't understand and she says did this come from a cow <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want that creamer stuff <laughs> and so weird. he went he went and got a little picture with milk in it you know and brought it back and said <laughs> it down there I always love that and then when when I went to in 80 to my first one. And after going there, I told my husband and my daughter, I said, okay, next year, you guys have to come. You just have to, you've got to see what this is all about. And, oh, and when that, during that first one, this is just kind of a funny on me. I was sitting there and I was thinking, all this, all these incredible things that these ladies were talking about doing, you know, used to Eagle Forum, the first meeting of the afternoon at two o'clock was the state presidents had three, three minutes to come across the the stage and tell what they'd done. And, and I I was listening to all that and I thought, Oh my goodness, I could never do anything like that. How, how did they know, you know, how to do all that? And, uh, um, and I just sit back and laugh sometimes and think how the Lord worked out for me (laughs) to get into all that. I mean, it really is amazing. But um, anyway, so my husband and my daughter went with us, went with me that next year because we we were living in Lexington then, so Kentucky, so we drove to D.C. And I think Ron had gotten up to, I don't know if he, to go to the restroom or something anyway, but he, he was walking back. We were st- all still in one of the meetings and, and he and Phyllis encountered each other at a corner in the hall. And he stopped and he said, he said, uh, Phyllis, I just want to thank you for uh, fighting the draft. This is when Eagle Forum had trained some young women to go and testify against the draft. I guess that was during the Carter administration. And uh, they had gone and made a very incredible impression, you know, with their testimony. And he says, I just want to thank you because I think our daughter was 15 at the time for doing that, protecting my daughter from the draft. And she just kind of shook her head. And then then she kind of went to his bed. She says, you've got your badge on, don't you? (laughs) We're just, you know, she kind of was uncomfortable, I think, with with compliments and uh, that sort of thing, you know, but she was a she was truly a unique lady. And without her being present and doing what she did, this country would be different. And I say that with every fiber of my being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really a shame that she is not in the history books. Yes. Yeah. And how many people have it's up to us to keep talking about her legacy mm-hmm. how many people did have we heard stand before eagle council and say it was something to the effect it was when they read a choice not an echo that they realized they were a conservative right yeah mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah. so you know if you're listening to this podcast that book's still available for you to get so run out and get that today i don't the know new and improved a, version <laughs> right 
I don't, I don't know if it's on Amazon, but I'm sure it's uh, through our Eagle Forum website. Well, it it is out there because I had the pleasure of having lunch with the leader of Moms for Liberty here about a month ago. And uh, they, the national president of that had been talking to the uh, lady here in Tennessee and said that she had run across some stuff that Phyllis had written in the 80s. Oh, wow. About how to do something. Mm-hmm. And they were going to use that as a guide to what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so I got her a copy of The Choice, Not an Echo, the one that we kind of badgered Phyllis to, you know, do do more of the update on. And, mm-hmm. and she wrote me the sweetest thank you note. She said, she says, you made me cry. No. And uh, what's interesting about it is, is that she had been a B-1 bomber pilot. Wow. So, um, but yeah, you know, we get the opportunity sometimes to, to push that on to, to the following generations. And it's a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, for our listeners, Bobby sends out an e-newsletter every single day, which is really impressive. Um I, I send out, you know, a couple of my writings per week, but you don't miss a beat. You're, you're on schedule every morning. So, well, it's three days a week. Now we do Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And then when the legislature's in session, we do, I do a legislative update every Saturday morning that tells people what bills are moving, what committees are moving, who it is that they need to be in touch with, what the message is. And, and again, thank goodness we're not doing that by phone trees anymore. (laughs) Right. And you even put some federal news in your oh, yeah. letters also. as well. Always. So, yeah. So if our listeners wanted to get that newsletter, how would they get it? Go to tneagleforum.org and open that up and click on register here and we'll get it right to you. Perfect. And and is that the same way that they can follow all, all of your efforts as well? Yeah. We And then we have, I've got a personal Facebook page, and then we've got a Tennessee Eagle Forum Facebook page, and so a lot of stuff goes on there. And uh, we send out alert, alerts on federal legislation to our system connects them to their own U.S. senator or a state representative or state congressman. And then also uh, we can do that here in the state, but usually it's just one or two or three people on a committee that need to be contacted, and and I'll normally just put their email address in there and and. Um, you know, try to get, and that, that's the thing is that there, there are two things that are important. And I tell people in election cycles, they let good people make my job easier. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is get them elected, but then hold their feet to the fire. Mm-hmm. Because if they say that they're going to do X, Y, Z, then if you don't pay attention to what they're doing, how do you know whether they did X, Y, Z when the next election cycle comes around? Right. And 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 now when you can do all this electronically, I mean, it really is magic. When I first started down there at the legislature to read bills, I had to go sit in the library and and look at the bills. The green ones were Senate bills. The yellow ones were (laughs) House bills. And then I made a list of the ones that I needed a copy of. And then I took that list to the bill room and they went through the bills and gave me the ones at 10 cents a page, by the way. Wow. And then I had to take them home and I could read them and, you know, see if they were actually something I could use. And and our our General Assembly website, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee General Assembly, 
has won awards and it really is of all I've, I've tried to use others that were I didn't think were user friendly at all. Ours is very user friendly. And uh, to think that, you know, at 430 in the morning, I can be sitting in my kitchen and doing research on legislation is just I mean, it's a miracle. <laughs> it's yeah. a modified miracle. <laughs> That's great. Well, this conversation has been awesome. And it's always fun talking to you, Bobby. I mean, you, you. You're, you're not only fun to talk to you, but you just bring so much joy and encouragement and you know, the ins and outs of all the political stuff. You, you may not feel like, you know, all quite all quite everything at this point, but I mean, you're gold standards in my eyes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, it's, uh, I do, you know, I look back on it and I think of number one, whoever thought this would last 35 years, <laughs> whoever thought I'd get to 81 there's the other thing but but just how the Lord has opened doors for me to do this and given me the opportunity I was walking across the plaza going to the uh, Cordell Hall which is the new office building for the legislators at towards the end of the legislative session this past year and it was one of those things that came out of my mouth that didn't go through my brain you know it was like I was going to be an interior decorator. <laughs> yeah. It's like, really? Oh. Well, that's, that sort of didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. The paths that God sends us on, we just never know. That's right. Um, we all had, you know, different expectations in our mind, but whenever God sends us down a different path, it's so much better than what we plan for ourselves. Well, I tell people that the scripture that talks about whatever God calls you to do, he'll equip you to do. If you look real carefully, my picture is right by that scripture. Because <laughs> I don't have any background, training, experience, or education to do what I'm doing. And that yeah. is the truth. Yeah. And that's, that's, a perf- that's a perfect scripture for people who are just, who are fired up or, or want to make a difference or want to make their voice heard, but they aren't quite sure how to get involved or, or they feel inferior because it seems like everyone else knows more than they do. It, it, you know, God equips us no matter what, whatever he calls us to, he equips us, like you said. And so I think that is the perfect note to end on. Um, And thank you so much, Bobby, for joining the conversation. It's, it's been a really great conversation. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So our national Eagle Forum also sends out emails and alerts. So um, head on over to eagleforum.org afterward and sign up for those emails as well. Then please share and review our podcast so we can expand our efforts and then make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode from your house to the state house to the White House. This is Engage with Eagle Forum. Eagle Forum.